Explore Milwaukee's past and its future, one building at a time. This is Urban Spelunking with On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo and me, Nate Immig, from 88.9. Well, this has got to be uh, one of my favorite venues to see a concert in Milwaukee. I think a lot of folks uh, probably share that. And I know, uh, you know, it's a building with an amazing history here in the city. Talking about Turner Hall on uh, Bell Phillips Avenue, formerly 4th Street and Highland Avenue, between Highland and State. That's where we're going this week on Urban Spelunking, talking a little bit about the history, but uh, it's kind of in the news right now because they got a big brand new sign that they you can't mix. Three brand new signs. Three brand new three. signs. But only one is really kind of big. <laughs> yeah. So what's the what's the addition? I guess let's start with the okay, news yeah. part. So first. the news part is that Turner Hall has gotten a blade sign, which is one of those vertical signs mm-hmm. um, that says Turner Hall on it. Um, and Poblaki Signs made it and put it up. And they also put up a smaller round sign over the entrance to the gym. Okay. That points out that's the entrance to the gym. Um, and then a rectangular sign near the main entrance uh, that advertises the tavern at Turner Hall, which is the Mike Itell, who owns the Nomad, um, bar and restaurant that's located on the main floor of Turner Hall now. So there's a big blade sign, yep. the vertical. It kind of matches the aesthetic that they have at the other, yeah. like the Riverside Theater sign is pretty similar. Yes, they put one up there too a few years back that's very similar. Gives you that kind of vintage theater vibe. Um, but it's, you know, it kind of is a reminder of just how historic this building has been. To Milwaukee, I mean, Turner Hall is goes back to when, like the 1882. 1880s, mm-hmm. and it has this really interesting uh, connection to fitness and to uh, immigrants that came to the city. So it is really steeped in Milwaukee, and of course, it would be such a shame to ever lose that building. So it's cool to see that it's being cared for and being updated. Yeah, there used to be eight uh, these Turner. I should say these Turner societies were founded by German and Swiss immigrants to Milwaukee. Uh, on this theory of like a sound body helped you have a sound mind. Mm-hmm. And they were sort of social clubs, but athletic clubs. And also uh, they held political meetings and all sorts of things um, at these places. And there were eight of them. Uh, as far as I know, two buildings survive. Turner Hall is the only one that is still actually uh, owned by a Turner Society. And they still have the gym in the lower level. Um, and they have the restaurant and bar on the main level. And the ballroom on the top, believe it or not, before the Pepsi Theater Group, people took it over in 2007. It sat for about 70 years, empty, just up there, like, doing nothing. I remember when we, I think we talked to um, Andy Nelson, who used to work with the Pepsi Theater Group a couple years ago, and he talked about walking into that space for the first time, you know, being among the first people to visit that space in 70-some years. Yeah. It was almost kind of eerie because you could still see the fire damage that's that's still there today. Uh, but just to think about how active and vibrant Turner Hall is now. And it had been that way before the fire. I mean, it, right. you can see pictures of these political meetings and, and, and banquets and things up there. And the place is just packed full of people. It's amazing how it's for it went from being super active and vibrant to just completely silenced for nearly a century, and now it's back to the way it had been, the spirit of how it had been. And for me, just as a, as a concert venue, it's hard to really imagine Milwaukee's landscape without Turner Hall because it, it offers, I think, something that the other theaters don't with the open seating and the balcony. It can bring in, I think, a, a bit more... Just a bit more variety in terms of what kind of acts can play there. Like I've seen a, I've seen Valerie June there. You know, I've seen a drag show there. Mm-hmm. I've been to things not even musical, yeah, like makers uh, markets yeah, and things. Exactly, all kinds of stuff. it's a versatile space. Well, and what's what it was perfect for when it opened in Milwaukee was it fit a, a hole that we had in terms of venues of a certain size mm-hmm. too. You know, I mean, it it meant that they could book a lot of bands that would just 
not come to Milwaukee because they were too big for like a place like say Shank Hall, but too small for a place like the Pabst Theater, you know. So it really did kind of fill this this void that we had. And you know, the, they've done so great with booking stuff into all the venues that they that they do. It's it's amazing now with the back room at Collectivo, they've got a super tiny space. Mm-hmm. The Riverside, they've got a pretty darn big space. But they they even do bigger shows than that because they do shows at the BMO Harris Pavilion at Summerfest, yep. and they you know so they book shows all over. Um, but what I think the signs are, and the there's a new uh, parklet outside, which is sort of an outdoor patio in the street for the bar. Um, that's gone up this week too. Um, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to position, they're trying to remind everybody that they're still there in the face of all of the changes in these last couple of years, um, just across the street. You know, I mean, there's the new Pfizer Forum is there, and that whole Deer District is it's incredible. But you know, I think they're afraid they're going to get lost in that when really they are a part of that, and I think they want people to know that. That they are a part of that, yeah, and um, they've been a part of it. I mean, right? They were there before any of those other places <laughs> were there, right? I mean, I think they don't want to just sort of get overshadowed by all that, and it makes perfect sense that they shouldn't because they're at, at least as vibrant as any of those places. All right, we're uh, we're going to take a quick break here, and we'll be right back with more Urban Spelunking next from eighty eight nine. 88.9's new podcast series, Backspin. The search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song is now available everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and at RadioMilwaukee.org slash Backspin. Stream all six episodes now. Let's go to the movies. Cinebuds is a podcast about movies. In each episode... You never know what you're going to get. Every Wednesday with 88.9's Justin Barney and Milwaukee Films' Christopher Pollard each episode they take you on a quest what kind of quest a quest of danger excitement thrills wonder adventure and if you want to join their journey on the latest movies just tune in to cinebuds at radiomilwaukee.org slash podcast Nonprofit radio milwaukee is brought to you by you a membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and to milwaukee Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out our donor benefits and the thank you gifts you can get to show off your 88.9 pride. And we're back on Urban Spelunking. You know, I think it's easy to forget about this building, the prominent architect that designed it, Henry Koch, yeah. who also designed City Hall, Pfister Hotel, mm-hmm. some really, really Jay-Z prominent... Church, yeah, tons prominent. of public schools, right? Um, and I think you, you really sum it up great here in, in your story, Bobby. This is a, a profound quote. Like we should My find first some, one. Yeah, yeah right? <laughs> 30 years of writing, your right. first profound. Uh, no, I just thought this really sums it up nice. Maybe we should find some profound music for this, too. Um, so here Will we go. Will it be dramatic? <laughs> we'll never know. We'll find out, I suppose. All right, so you say in your piece, if Pfizer form is an architectural touchstone of the modern city, Koch's Turner Hall is an equally iconic face of Milwaukee and that the two face each other is a perfect summation of where Milwaukee shines at the intersection of tradition and modernity. That was great. Thanks. Also the intersection of Bell Phillips and Island. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but it is cool to see new and old right next to each other, um, both kind of embodying that spirit of welcoming people downtown, making Milwaukee's downtown a destination, and really capitalizing, I suppose, on just all this attention that's part of that district. And as, it, as it's changing now, especially as you mentioned with the departure of the Journal Sentinel building or the sale of that and the parking lot adjacent. So ch- some changes you mentioned might be coming to that area. Yeah, I mean, in the last couple of years, it looks completely different than it looked a few years ago, yeah, right? I mean, I'll the Bradley say. Center is gone. You have this big open lot. Uh, the Pfizer Forum has replaced 
what was there. The street is closed and there's the plaza. There's this whole new deer district that has gone up um, with Good City and the, the beer garden and Punchbowl Social and all that stuff. But it's going to change. It's probably going to change at least as much again in the next couple of years because something's going to happen on the Bradley Center site. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if it, you know, even if if nothing else, if it gets just covered in grass and becomes a park, that alone is going to be. How oh, can you a, imagine that? Be that would be a completely yeah, different yeah. thing, right? Or maybe something will get built there. Um, the Journal Sentinel building, you know, the people who bought it bought the entire block that that's on. So something's definitely going to happen there, whether it's with the existing buildings or replacing the, those buildings. The whole and, block. Yeah. and the, the wish I could whistle because I feel like a <laughs> would be yeah, in exactly. order right there. Well, and then right next to Turner Hall is a parking lot, too, that has long been a Journal Sentinel parking lot. That if the Journal Sentinel is no longer there, they're presumably not going to need a parking lot there anymore. So it's safe to say perhaps that something will happen there, too. So that block right there. I mean, it's gonna. It's just gonna keep changing at least for the next few years, and it's exciting to know that Turner Hall is clearly committed to staying there and being there and being a part of all that. And all this, you know, we're only talking about this because of this new sign they put up. And yeah, this, smart, and, isn't and it? This new parklet that's <laughs> out there. But it is a reminder. I mean, it's like a, a, you know, a sign like that. The way it looks from the outside, the energy that that is something as simple as a, a brand new sign can bring to an area. It's important, and it matters to the the way that people view it and I, view the whole district. I think so, and I think the the new signs are sort of also um, connected, in a sense, to what's going on in Mike Itell's tavern inside because he's been trying. He's been going with this sort of local rock and roll theme, uh, and so he's been buying, borrowing, whatever. Um, as much signage as he can from sort of classic rock and roll places around town. He has the sign that used to be on the side of the Odd Rock Cafe on KK and Stewart in Bayview. He's got, he's put, I heard he's putting up the signs from uh, Zach's and Spruce Goose, which uh, were uh, in the same building on Humboldt and North. Buildings he's, we've talked about here on Urban Spelunk. Yeah, yeah. And he's got the, he just put up the sign that he had rescued or somebody had rescued, but he has now from the Faust Drum Center in Bayview oh, and really? KK, yes. which, which had been torn down to build apartments. Um, so there's sort of like a, there's a connection here. There's a lot of signs going up on the outside, but there's a lot of signs going up on the inside too. It's a sign. It's a sign. And it's, again, it's like, it's a, no, but it's, it's, Bobby, it's a sign. It's sign, like, signs, everywhere my, are signs. You missed my pun here. It's a sign of <laughs> what's is. happening. Totally. And it's a sign in the sense also that it's like old signs getting new life inside and new signs outside. I don't know. Take that word. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I follow. Well, you can see the signs that we're talking about and you can read Bobby's complete story, of course, at RadioMilwaukee.org and at OnMilwaukee.com. Podcasts on 88.9 are produced by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted Sonic Inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from On Milwaukee and your membership. You can subscribe to this podcast and all of 88.9's podcasts, including This Bites, Cinnabuds, Tapped In. Did I get them all? Urban Spelunking, of course. Yes. And our new podcast, Backspin. Don't miss that one. The Search for Milwaukee's first hip-hop song, streaming now at RadioMilwaukee.org slash podcast. On Milwaukee's Bobby Tanzillo. Thank you. Thanks, Nate. <laughs>